There we go. Across the ether at the speed of lights. Hey, everyone. It's another episode of TGA Unofficial Live. I'm here with my friend Vivica. We have a very special guest today. Most of you in the TGA Unofficial Facebook group will recognize him. And uh, we are super excited to have Nick Peterson with us today. Uh, I'm broadcasting from the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains in, in southwest Virginia, guardian number 112, I think. Uh, and Looking forward to Thanksgiving. Vivica, what about you? I'm excited to uh, to have this guy here today with us. I'm in uh, the rainy Atlanta. It's a little chilly today. But um, yeah, just excited to be here. Looking forward to Thanksgiving. And um, just uh, want to introduce the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Nick Peterson. Nick, tell everybody who doesn't maybe know who you are and what you do, what uh, what the deal is. What the deal is, well, as you can see in my title, I do stuff and also things. Uh, let me, there we go. Uh, so if you're here and you're in the Facebook group <clears throat> and you don't know who I am, I actually think that is awesome. Uh, that means there are contributions coming in from our writers and our contributors that keep you around and keep you tuned in. And it has nothing to do with me. That said, uh, I am the founder of the Guardian Academy, and it is one of the uh, companies that I founded. All of them have kind of the same underpinning. They use different methods, different modalities. It's delivered different. Uh, I have one company that only delivers things via direct mail. Uh, some do in-person events, some digital, and that's really just trying to serve as many people as possible. But the, the underpinning of them all is uh, ultimately, I believe that we are here, or I can't speak for everybody else. I am here to first remove suffering from myself, which means work on my own shit and then help remove the suffering uh, from others. And you'll see in the garden Academy, live to learn, give to earn. And that's what that means. Live to earn means do the work for yourself. Give to earn means share it with others and give them an opportunity to do the same. And so uh, Garden Academy uses live to learn, give to earn, but it's actually an underpinning of uh, pretty much everything I do because that's what I'm here for is to work on myself and then do what I can to help others or give others the opportunity to do the same. Awesome. Well, the last time that you and I had a conversation in public, Nick, um, I asked you to disclose your origin story. So I'm going to spare you that today, but I, I don't honestly know that much about the background as to how you, you know, how and why you started the Guardian Academy and, and you know, what's what's the origin of the name? I'd love for uh, for you to unpack that. That might be also useful for some of the folks that are in the Facebook group that are not tapped into the Discord and other places. Sure. So the, the Guardian Academy started like any business that does well. Uh, we can go back to the diffusion of innovation. And for those of you that are not familiar, you can go read about it in the Guardian Academy. Uh, and diffusion of innovation is basically how new ideas spread, uh, how new technology gets adopted. It's, it's, you'll see the tech adaption, the technology uh, adoption cycle. It's just diffusion of innovation. Uh, the difference is the tech adoption cycle has a chasm, and that chasm is typically like regulation and stuff because tech is a little more complicated than other things, especially new disruptive stuff. And so as what it started is I was tinkering in crypto and uh, – I was in a couple crypto groups and I was talking to people and all I did was apply the same principles and the same concepts and the same methodologies, <clears throat> the same philosophies 
that I believe to be uh, true, to be reality, to crypto. And I would do stuff. I would look at what other people are doing. I would do stuff myself, and I would just talk about it out loud. I'd talk on Telegram chat. I'd talk on Discord chat, uh, live on YouTube, just kind of processing uh, everything happening in the crypto world. And uh, that obviously created a whole group of people that was very, at the time, very crypto-centric. People from my other companies that have been clients and partners and members and constituents for the last 10 years started coming in. And at the time, it was all under the wolf den. And the reason it was under the wolf den, as you can see, I got a wolf behind me, uh, is I have two wolves. I have two uh, half husky, half wolf puppies. And uh, when we were doing all this, our current COO of the Guardian Academy, Kevin, uh, he just created a separate channel for us to all basically like come listen to Nick, come talk about stuff and yada, yada, yada. And then he called that channel the wolf den. And so everything we did under kind of that, uh, everything moving forward was under the wolf den. And some of the stuff we did grew really fast, like insanely rapidly. And uh, I like to ready fire aim. So as, as we rolled in Fenwick, who is my legal team, probably the best legal team on the planet, uh, started going through stuff, just saying, okay, this stuff's growing really fast. And there's a lot of different moving pieces, a lot of different parts to it. Some of it's Web3, some of it's just standard stuff that wouldn't be considered web three, but we're all doing it all under the wolf den. And, you know, as we went through it, it's like, Hey, this is like five different entities, but they all have different risk profiles. They all have different, uh, uh, intellectual properties, et cetera, et cetera. So we had to split them out based on the risk profiles, the intellectual properties, the, the kind of the functions, all that stuff. And, uh, the educational piece how to get split out from like the gaming and the NFTs and all that stuff uh, and experience and culture. And so when we're breaking out the, uh, the educational pieces, obviously our favorite, uh, my favorite asset is guard guardian. So it's a fun, it's a fun word to use for many reasons. Uh, but I was working with my grandmaster. So I wear this medallion and it's black, which means I've graduated to black um, and there's a saying from, it's a 4,200 year old lineage. And one of the things, one of the quotes is you are your own guide. You are your own guard. And all that means is it is up to you to develop the self-efficacy, to develop the skills, to get the things that you want out of life. Nobody's going to save you and nobody should save you and nobody should take credit for saving you because it can't be done. So the guarding Academy is really just that you are your own guide. You are your own guard. That's really that guard piece, which is you can consider it whatever you want. Uh, you could call it your, you could call it your consciousness. You could call it your, whatever it is, <clears throat> uh, your light, yourself, whatever. And so you are your own guide. You are your own guard. And so with the guard, the way the guard of the Academy is built, when we looked at the structure, it was like, Hey, this is how can we help as many people as possible by leading them to the table? And this is the metaphor that grandmaster Mike uses, lead them to the table and allow them to eat at their own pace. Right. And so 
that, that you can still look at the way the Guardian uh, Academy structure. We got the Facebook group here. I would also have the Substack, and then there's these paid tiers, and it's all designed to to kind of help people get what they need when they need it and work at their own pace. Whereas if I if it's a twelve week program, you know every week you learn a new lesson, you're you're traveling at whatever pace the teacher of the course set. That's not going to be ideal for most people. So when it came down to, uh, we knew we wanted to use the word guardian or guard. And then, you know, what is it? The guard, guardian uh, community, the guardian collective, the guardian mastermind. And how, how is this structured given what, what we have? And the way that it's structured is like a university in many ways. It's like an academy. And if you look at, uh, and the reason I say that is unlike many programs, uh, if you go to Harvard or Stanford or Arizona State University or whatever, you get a structured curriculum guided by people that hopefully are qualified. But really, what a university does, what most curriculums do, is they'll give you a list of resources. Right? Here's all your reading material for the semester, for the quarter. This is what we're going to review. We're going to interpret it. We're going to work together. We're going to get different perspectives. We're going to talk about what it might mean, et cetera, et cetera. But notice how um, Stanford or Harvard or Arizona State or whatever, they're not trying to rewrite the books and put their brand on it, which is what many coaches or consultants are doing. Right? They say, oh, well, if I want people to know this, I have to write a book about it. And most of the time you don't. It already exists. You're actually just going to plagiarize somebody else and put your face on it. So um, that, that's kind of the academy structure. It's really, it's really built like a, a curriculum that you can self-study at your own pace. Um, and then obviously the higher tiers are really more about exposure, proximity, access, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so... Yeah, it's really more about sharing, sharing the best resources, uh, sharing perspectives, having conversations, and uh, less about look how awesome we are. And so we landed on Academy, and now we're the Guardian Academy. Um, so I met, I met, I, I was introduced to Nick through through crypto, and we were in a mutual group, and um, I remember going in there every day and getting my dose of crypto and degen and all that stuff. And then this guy would just come in and just drop like value bombs, right? Just all day. And I'm like, who is this guy? And then I started going down the, uh, who's this Nick guy and, you know, YouTube bumpers, all the things. And I'm like, this is amazing material concepts, whatever you want to call it. And um, had I not gone in that group, I wouldn't have had, you know, that, that introduction maybe as quickly, but it was, um, it was something I couldn't wait to share with other people. I bought some bumper books, sent them out. And, um, it, it was kind of very, you know, enlightening because it just wasn't crypto anymore. It was more business, life, communications, um, things like that. So I guess for me, Nick is a thank you first and foremost, because it did, you know, bring a lot of things into, into play, from from Nick, you get Dr. Jeff and you get Dan and you get all these other, you know, wonderful humans 
that uh, that start dropping value as well. So I've been, I guess, around, you know, this community for a while now. And um, I've seen the many iterations, I guess, of how it's, you know, started from Wolf Den now into, into Guardian Academy. And um, it's been an amazing journey, I guess, to see the progress. And it's also been, I haven't been to any events yet, so I got to get on that for next year. But I can see the proximity and, and how it, it's helped elevate a lot of people in the group and, um, you know, be it life or business, like I said. So um, just out of curiosity, Nick, what, you know, you, 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 you do provide some behind the scenes stuff, I guess, to guardians. Like yesterday you shared seven books that you said you don't normally share in the public and stuff like that. But if you could share maybe some of the behind the scenes or maybe one of those books or, just maybe something that us guardians get that everyone else isn't privy to that you're comfortable sharing. Is there anything that, you know, you can say, Hey guys, this is where you can start. Or if you're struggling with this, this is a good book or that maybe you just share with us behind the scenes that you don't mind sharing publicly. Yeah. So uh, it's a great, great question. Uh, let me think. The first is that, the, the guardian tier is really about the exposure, the proximity, the access, which we talk about all the time. Um, and we had a great presentation from our great contribution from Dr. Jeff at the most recent event talking about his observations on full potential. And what's really hard for, for many people to understand is that you're, most people are playing at their partial potential and there's nothing they can do. There's nothing they can do that will get them to their full potential on their own. And so it's really just exposure, proximity, access to the right people, places, and things. So most of the, uh, most of the stuff that I share with Guardian and is you have to, to, to truly value or to truly benefit from it or be able to extract value from it, you do have to appreciate that. And some people aren't there. So just a, a, a warning, um, most of the time when I share something exclusively with Guardian, it's because it is uh, limited access or we're trying to protect and curate a room or a community. It doesn't take many bad apples to completely ruin an experience for everybody. So it's really just a, uh, you know, getting into, there's two ways to get into Guardian. You can farm your way in. That takes a lot of time, a lot of patience. Uh, or you can pay your way in, which is obviously much faster. Either way, there's a barrier that that tells us, hey, you're, you're at a certain point, which is the whole purpose for the, the whole process. Um, I will say this, and this is what I told guardians last night is there is a book that I read mm, usually multiple times a year. I actually read the, the second, the uh, subsequent book more often. And it's called power versus force by Dr. David Hawkins. And the reason, the way I use that book is I read it. I read the second book, which is called eye of the eye many times a year. And, uh, I don't recommend it often, but if you read power versus force and it makes sense to you, then in my opinion, you have to get into a room of people with a different level of conversation. So when somebody comes into my world and, uh, you know, through however they come in, introduction, Guardian Academy, meet at an event, whatever, 
uh, as we develop a friendship, I will always recommend power versus force. And their response to it, because sometimes it's like, I don't get it. This doesn't make any sense. You finish it. That's cool. But I know I can't bring you to our private dinners and our, you know, we, you know, the best part of those private dinners sometimes conversations in the Uber or conversations on the drive to the airport or whatever. And so there's a certain level of conversation that I need to have to keep my brain stimulated and get energy. And one of my barriers is you can't pay your way in or anything like that. Uh, I'll send power versus force and I'll wait for you to tell me, uh, holy shit, this makes perfect sense. Why didn't I see this before? Or start getting stuck in the details and trying to, I don't know. I don't know what people do, but it doesn't jive with them and that's totally cool. So I do recommend, uh, it's what I told guardians last night, pick up power versus force. The first couple chapters are, are tough to get through because they have to lay a lot of base knowledge, a lot of foundational stuff so that you can understand the rest. Uh, and if, it, if you, if it doesn't jive, doesn't hit you right, it's fine. Come back, read it later. Um, may not just may not be your style of writing, but if it does, and the, the response that I get from what I would call my kind of people is, holy shit, uh, this makes perfect sense. Why did I never see it this way before? It rewires your brain as you read it. It's the only book I know that is designed to rewire your brain just by reading it. There's no action to take. Just reading it is enough um, or listening to it. And uh, that's been my experience as well. So Power versus Force is a great way to, to tell whether or not, because you'll read it, and if you get it, you're going to quickly realize that most of the people around you aren't going to get it, and you can try to share it with them. If that's the case, then I strongly recommend uh, you put time, effort, and energy into finding the group of people that you can have those conversations with. So that's probably the, the easiest. Power versus is probably 20 bucks on Amazon or something. Yeah, you introduced that book to me, and I listened to it once, and I'm the rare bird that actually enjoyed the audio book. Um, but then I immediately read the, the the physical copy, and it's a super powerful book. Um, so I I really appreciate. I think I think that book did rewire my brain. So I appreciate that and encourage other people to um, read it as well. Nick, you've you've referenced this several times already, and um, I, I'd love you to unpack a little bit more. We, we talk a lot in the Guardian Academy. And again, another concept that you've introduced to me is this idea of force multipliers. Like where are the assets and the leverage points that you already possess that if you, um, you know, if you use them as leverage, they would ratchet and amplify your, your forward progress much more. And it, it appears to me, based on what you've been saying here and what I've witnessed um, at live at a live event recently and um, in just the way that you conduct yourself with the people you associate with, it seems like um, relationships are a huge force multiplier. And it's not just the new relationships that you're cultivating, people that can, you know, may, maybe mentors, um, teachers, and so forth. But it's also about managing those relationships in your life that maybe you can't disconnect from, but they are actually not helping you become the kind of person that gets what they want in life. So I just wonder if you have any more insight about both of those things. How can we go about finding the mentors and the guides that we need? And how can we um, empathetically 
deal with the relationships in our life that maybe are not actually fueling uh, or enhancing our experience and becoming who we want to become? Yeah, great. Great question. Because what, what's not obvious is another one of the things that you tell people and they don't want to hear it. Uh, but I'm going to tell you anyway. The Our relationships generally tend to, to create, and you can say, hey, do you have any great relationships? You might think it's some great relationships that you have. But there's a number of relationships that create a low-grade friction in your life. Right? If you're trying to get in shape, take care of your health, and you go out and your stepdad and your stepmom are like, oh, come on, can't you just have some wine? Why do you have to care about what you look like? Can't you just have dessert with us? You know, that's a low-grade friction. Uh, if your spouse says, do you really have to go to those events? I don't even know what you're doing. Yada, 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 low-grade friction. And so all this low-grade friction, what what people hopefully learn as they're, as they're growing is it's not about pushing harder on the gas. It's about taking your foot off the brake. Right? A lot of people are pushing harder, harder on the gas, and they're looking for like the nit- nitric oxide booster, uh, but they got the e-brake on. And so a lot of that friction that we're calling the e-brake comes from relationships. So one is you got to be willing to get rid of the relationships that aren't serving you. Two is there are relationships that maybe are harder to, to let go of, like family, uh, spouses, kids, stuff like that. And so the first way or the first thing to consider is uh, if somebody is causing you suffering, meaning they're, they're creating low-grade friction, it's very likely that you are also causing them suffering. And step one is to stop causing suffering for other people. Always, right? Got to avoid that Cartman's triangle thing where we're trying to help other people to avoid our own shit. Uh, so we we first have to look in the mirror because your relationships will not serve you if you are toxic, and you don't have to be malicious to be toxic. There are plenty of very well-meaning people that cause a lot of damage to people around them. So one is to cultivate relationships. You really got to work on yourself. Got to get clear on who you are, what you want, your personality, your disposition, what you know, what you're willing to accept, what you're not willing to accept, all that stuff. And then step two is uh, I would be ruthless about the people that you let in your circle and the people that are left that are still providing uh, low-grade friction. The practicing uh, Crucial Conversations is another great book, right? Just really putting a lot of time and effort into learning how to communicate with them. And in that communication, I would also make a really strong effort. We talked about this at the the event last weekend. I would make a, a concerted effort to invite them to join. Oh, you really got to, can't you just have two or three drinks with us? You know, and the skill is being able to say, no, I can't because I respect myself and this is what I said I was going to do. However, you are welcome to join me in my you know, not no longer drinking six beers a day. Uh, so inviting people to join is really powerful because one, they might join. Two, if they say no, which will likely be the case most of the time, you don't have to carry any guilt and shame because you did your, you, you, you played your role. You invited them to participate. That's all. You just gave them an opportunity to participate with you. That's all. That's where your responsibility ends. 
And you can say, well, I invited you to come and you didn't want to come and that's cool. But you can't try to pressure me into doing shit I don't want to do. I'm not going to pressure you into doing shit you don't want to do. So, so learning how to communicate, learning how to uh, first you have to get clear on a whole bunch of stuff about yourself. Uh, then practice the art of communication and then invite them along. And unfortunately, if you have a spouse who's like uh, creating a low-grade friction or anybody, but spouse, business partner, like, I don't know why you have to do that. I don't understand. You have to pay for those events and go to those events and yada, yada, yada. Uh, and you invite them to join and they say no. You may have a much more difficult conversation ahead of you. However, it's a lot better to know that right now than to can continue on this path for 10 years and then have it all blow up later. So, yeah, I think relationships are uh, the ultimate force multiplier, but understand, and I used this metaphor last weekend, I don't know where it came from, understand that time and randomness, meaning you've all heard, uh, you know, I'm up Shit's Creek without a paddle. Everybody, all of us are going to end up up Shit's Creek. Whether it be black swan event like COVID, death in the family, uh, unexpected business expense, you know, shit happens and it always has, it always will. You're going to end up relative to what you expected up shit's Creek. So the real question is, are you up shit's Creek with a paddle or without one? There's no avoiding being up shit's Creek. It's not going to happen. And so force multipliers are important uh, but before you can acquire them or accumulate them, you have to make sure you got a paddle for when you end up up Shit's Creek. And that paddle is, it's just the ability to figure stuff out. So step one is invest really heavily in yourself. It'll make your relationship, it's a force multiplier in and of itself. Uh, but before seeking leverage elsewhere, which is what we always do, we always look at everywhere other than in the mirror. Before seeking leverage elsewhere, I strongly recommend spending a lot of time doing just that, looking in the mirror. So hopefully that makes sense. I love that. And last night you did mention um, relationships and, you know, support from spouses and including them in what you're doing so they can understand and, and be a support or identify if they're not a support. Right. You, you have those situations, too. Um, I remember when I was first listening to a lot of your stuff, you know, two years ago, a year and a half ago, and um my wife's like, what are you listening to? And I'm like, oh, this is Nick. And, and she, you know, she's super supportive. So there wasn't any kind of friction at all. But just including her in some of the, the calls or having her listen in on the YouTubes and stuff like that, before you know it, she's reading bumpers. She's listening to Dr. Jeff on her own time. She's listening to Nick on her own time. And it made this whole thing that much sweeter and that much easier to to kind of incorporate into my life so um you know if you guys don't have your spouses involved you know get them involved have them listen to some of the stuff and it could be on their time it doesn't it doesn't have to be with you right just send them the links and say hey give this a listen because a lot of times when you're explaining stuff to to your spouse like it's not received or you're not explaining it in a way that they can receive it so sometimes just hearing it from Nick or from Dr. Jeff or they're receiving it in a different way. So so don't be, you know, 
shy about you know bringing them into the fold and kind of sharing the things um nick you mentioned cartman's triangle and um that's one of the things that i resonated with because i'm i'm always in survivor mode right i'm always trying to be the helper um the savior mode and um can you just explain quickly what Cartman's triangle is and, and the three the three roles that some people take? I'm the oldest of four. I'm like the family CEO. I'm always ready to to be the savior for everyone. And the past couple of months, I've been trying to not do that, right? And kind of step back from that situation so that I can again focus more on myself. Um, so can you can you elaborate a little bit on Cartman's triangle quickly? Yeah. So Cartman. Uh... It's a drama triangle, and there's three roles. Obviously, that's the three points of the triangle. And it is made up of three different – it's three different roles, and one person can play all three roles, and they often do rotate through roles, whichever serves them. And you see a lot of this in the uh, in cancel culture. It's first is the victim. That's the first role. The victim is basically like, ah, somebody saved me. From save me from what? Right? So there's a villain. There's always something to point to that's whatever they're pointing fingers at saying, save me from this, save me from the government, save me from this person, save me from you know, everybody's out to get me. So you have a uh, in the in the drama triangle, you have a victim and you have a villain or a persecutor. I believe the most dangerous role is the third, which is the rescuer. That is the person that enables the victim. And it's dangerous for a few reasons. One, the rescuer is often seeking victims so that they can feel good about their lives, that they're doing something beneficial, uh, without addressing their own stuff. They're off, they're often trying to avoid their own stuff. And I believe that everybody focusing on removing their own suffering and handling their own shit is the most important thing. So the rescuer to me is super dangerous because uh, they find a way to feel good about what they're doing, which is rescuing other people. They also rescue other people and which is essentially finding people that are capable of learning how to walk and choosing to carry them. And when you do that, you're going to feel really good and they're going to say, thank you so much. And all you're doing is effectively crippling them for life. So I think the rescuer is uh, the most dangerous. Now, when a rescuer stumbles upon a victim or rescuers find victims, uh, they both get what they need in the short term. Right? One person gets rescued and is told it's okay, it's not your fault, and all this stuff. And the other person gets to feel good without having to address their actual issues, their own issues. And because of that, they will both fight like hell to maintain those identities. The issue is that in order to maintain those identities, there has to be a villain. So most villains... Not all. There are definitely some horrible things in people, but most villains, most persecutors are actually made up by the victim and the rescuer trying to maintain their identities. Because if there was no villain, what would we do? I couldn't be a victim and I couldn't rescue victims and then I'd have to face my own shit. 
and fix myself in my own situation. And so that's the drama triangle where victims and um, victims and rescuers kind of band together to create villains so that they can both justify the way they're behaving. Uh, and that's where it's said. And then people will rotate, you know, if sometimes it serves them to be a, a victim, sometimes it serves them to be a rescuer. But most of the time it's, it's trying to avoid having to face reality, their own reality. That creates a tremendous amount of drama and suffering. Obviously, uh, the, the victim never does the things they need to do to empower themselves because there's always a rescuer. The uh, rescuer never does what they need to do to handle their own stuff because there's always a victim to rescue. And the persecutor, the villain, most of the time is made up. And you see it all the time. And so we see, we obviously, there's a lot of that in, in 2023 and the pendulum swings. We always go from, you know, way overly sensitive to way overly rigid. Uh, this is just where we're at. So the big, uh, and, and I'll end with this, that that's the, the triangle. We want to, as much as possible, not contribute to the triangle. So there, there is a point where it's like, we also don't want to be a persecutor. Like we also don't want to go around saying, this is all your fault. You suck. There's nothing you do about it because... That's not empowering either. So no, the, really the way to step out of that triangle, in my opinion, is uh, looking at things through the lens of developing self-efficacy. If you feel the need to rescue people, totally get it. Um, but there's, there's, there's probably something in yourself. And, and the reality is you rescue one person and you feel really good about it and you get celebrated, but because you're not dealing with the reality of yourself, you're probably causing suffering for many people. And we're all causing suffering for people when we haven't handled our own shit. So, uh, and to not be a victim, to, to understand that nobody's going to come save you. You're responsible for your own condition. Some people are born in worse conditions than others. And some people have unfavorable things happen. Um, but that doesn't change the reality that you are responsible for what you do next. Nobody else's. And it's just really working through situations from, from that frame to stay out of the drama triangle because it perpetuates itself. Once you get in it, it's really hard to get out and you're just, you're really just causing damage everywhere. Just want to, I'd love to ask another question, Nick, but I know I want to be mindful of your time. Um, do you have another yeah five minutes or so. So I, I love what you were just, that, that riff you just did on Cartman's triangle. It's a really powerful concept. And I, in a lot of ways, I see the guardian Academy as an antidote to the drama triangle that we all find ourselves in, uh, whether we're conscious of it or not. And, um, you know, you were speaking to this, an idea that I call the identity trap. Like, we all know people that are just perpetual victims. They never will take ownership or responsibility for their own situation, their own circumstances, or their own journey through whatever they're going through. Um, and we know people that are rescuers. So, you know, the Guardian Academy gives you all these um, principles and uh, philosophy and 
and goals and strategy and tactics around uh, becoming uh, a better version of yourself, of, of stepping into your potential, developing your potential, stepping into your better possibilities. For folks that are, you know, in the in this Facebook group, we have guardians, obviously, people that, that have worked their way up or bought their way in. Um, but we also have people that are just curious. Um, for those people, if they're listening to this conversation and things are resonating, where would you suggest, um, you know, obviously Bumpers is a great place to start was my introduction to you. And I think it's, um, would be one, but, you know, for someone that's tuning in, what are one or two places where they could go to start to explore this journey of how do I become a better version of myself and how do I become the kind of person that gets what I want out of life? Oh, that's a good question. I'm going to give you a, probably an unexpected answer. Uh, Bumpers is a great place to start. Totally self-serving, telling you to read my own book. But I, I do think Bumpers is a great place to start. Um, the Garden Academy Substack and videos and audio uh, uh, podcast is probably better. Most of our videos are out on podcast, and, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, Scott, you were at the event. I, I told people this last weekend too, but you were at Laurel's event. Mm-hmm. And I said, my favorite way to deliver stuff is in a room in person because I'm going to make you uncomfortable and you're less likely to like get up and leave in the middle of an event than you are exit a window because you don't like it. And so I generally that we got, I think we have great videos and, and stuff on the internet, but anything that you can exit out of really quickly when it makes you a little uncomfortable, I'd be very careful with that stuff because it may not be obvious, but media, social media, big media, uh, national media, they're in the business of distribution of confirmation bias, which means you may not be aware of how used to it you are, but when you're browsing, when you open and close, you're all you're doing is trying to, um, probably subconsciously, but all you're doing is trying to confirm the biases. You want to have a good time scrolling the internet. And will avoid things that make you uncomfortable. So I recommend, uh, like one of the reasons I recommend bumpers, specifically the physical copy, you can get a free digital copy. Uh, but a physical copy is, there's a little bit of a suck at cost bias that people will generally finish a book that they start. And they generally won't finish reading an article that they start because it's so easy to exit out of. So I, I actually recommend uh, if you can get to an event or get something in your hands, like a book, I recommended some books, bumpers. Uh, and if that's not, if you prefer to consume stuff online, that's fine. Just know, catch yourself when you, when you get uncomfortable and you want to exit because you can go find something that'll confirm your current bias really quickly. Uh, fight that urge, read through the stuff. You don't have to accept it or adopt it. Just consider it. Uh, but I, I, the garden Academy, which is knowledge, guardianacademy.io and there's many 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 articles it's even laid out in a curriculum if you want to consume it in the sequence that i believe you'd get the most out of it Uh, knowledge.guardianacademy.io and if you're the kind of person that obviously you, you do have to have the means to do so that's just part of how it goes uh if you can get in a room with the right people then um Obviously, we have events, uh, but it doesn't have to be our events. If you get in the room with the right people, 
that's also that's probably the best place to start if you have the means to do it. It's just full immersion. You'll get ten times more out of it per unit time. Uh, that's it. I'd go bumpers. You can go to bumpersbook.com. It'll take you straight to Amazon or freebumpersbook.com, and you can download it for free. But I wouldn't. I personally wouldn't recommend downloading it for the reasons I just mentioned. You definitely, guys, you're going to want to get that physical copy because you're going to highlight stuff. You're going to open it up. You're going to carry it with you. <laughs> um, it, it's definitely worth it. And, um, you know, share it with, you know, with those that you love or people that you do business with, clients. Um, it, it's definitely, a, it's a quick read, but it's it's pretty concise and it's it's packed with like really great concepts that um, that you can apply to, to business and life. Um, Nick, real quick before you go, for those that are ready to join, you know, what it, what's the best way to get into Guardian Academy? Because there's probably people that have been around for the past couple months who may be ready to to take that leap. Um, what do they do if they want to join Guardian? Uh, I'm, I'm confirming that this URL works. Yeah. Hold on. All right. Uh, so straight into Guardian. If you go to guardianacademy.io, uh, then the little drop down, there should be something that says join or enroll as an application. Uh, fill out the application. Somebody will reach out um, and just make sure that you understand. We don't do the whole like get on the phone and sell you a bunch of stuff that we can't actually deliver. We're more like get you on the phone and make sure it actually makes sense. Make sure you understand fully what's going on. Uh, give you some alternatives there's you know certain people where it's like a you're you make 30 grand a year and you're about to pass 25 that doesn't make any sense uh so don't do that here's an alternative uh so that that'd be straight into guardian academy and if anybody wants to reach out directly to me um i see some of my facebook messages i see all my instagram messages stuff like that probably reach out to scott or vivica they can help you as well uh, if that's, uh, uh, too big of a leap or you're not sure, then, uh, you can get a little, little bit of exposure proximity access through the founding member tier of the Substack, um, which would be knowledge.guardiancademy.io. We do one a month workshops and all that stuff. It's mostly bumper workshops. That's what it is right now anyway. And so, yeah, anybody interested, happy to chat. Somebody will chat with you. And if it doesn't make sense, I've, I send people to different programs, different groups. I send a lot of people to, uh, to existing guardians. So I, I have a pretty good idea of what most of our guardians are good at and like to do. So I refer out a lot to them. So it's, I would open the conversation with me or Scott or somebody, Vivica, um, anybody in the group, just open a dialogue. Uh, another force multiplier, by the way, the, the rate at which people work to avoid dialogue is astonishing to me. Like they will do anything other than have a conversation. And that is by far the most powerful way. Like they'll go have a conversation with chat GPT because it's not a real human. But um, if you're interested and you're kind of like, don't want to commit or whatever, just start a freaking conversation with somebody that's involved and just talk, see what comes of it. Love it. Uh, Vivica and I will make sure there's links in the chat to everything that Nick just shared. And um, I wanted to just uh, also 
express my appreciation for uh, what you said at the event, Nick, around getting people into a room because then they can't leave just because things get a little uncomfortable within themselves. But just just a, a an invitation to folks that are listening that have uh, maybe some of the things that were discussed here did make you a little curious, but maybe they made you a little uncomfortable at the same time. I think that discomfort is probably a signal that you're pointing it in a direction worth exploring and to amplify what Nick said. Vivica, myself, Nick, uh, Sotelo, and other people that are here in the Facebook group would be more than happy to engage in the dialogue if you would like to learn more about uh, the Guardian Academy and what we're up to. And if you buy, if you're, if, if like me, you are married and you buy a copy of Bumpers, buy two because your spouse will definitely steal it and then, and you will not know where to find it. That's uh, coming from direct personal experience. All right. That's it for this episode of TGN Official Live. It's been an extra special episode, Nick. Thank you so much. And Vivica, you know, every moment I get to spend with you is uh, something that I really cherish and uh, feel privileged and pleased to uh, experience. So with that, we wish you all a happy holiday for those that are partaking this Thursday. And uh, otherwise, uh, we hope to collide with you inside the, inside the Facebook group. Have a great week. Thank you.